This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's Nigel Seeley. It's betting weekly game bet match, and it's the final major of 2023. The US Open from Flushing Meadow in New York starts on Monday. The draw has been made. And it's a very interesting one. It's very good if your name is Novak Djokovic or you are Novak Djokovic better uh, to highlight the best bets and look for any angles potentially we have in this draw. I'm delighted to say uh, joining me is our senior ATP Tour handicapper is Sean Calvert. Now, Sean, as I said there, the draw, Novak Djokovic supporters, they'll be rubbing their hands with glee. Uh, what a draw he's been given there. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking about it briefly off air there. I mean, it's I'm just sort of looking at it now and see if I can think, you know, come up with someone that, to oppose him with in the bottom half of the draw but you know if you compare the, the quality of the top half and the quality of the bottom half you know it's no comparison is it it's 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 Djokovic has got a very very straightforward looking route you know you never know in grand slams you know he got defaulted didn't he one year um which I'm sure everybody remembers but assuming that you know that's not going to happen again you wouldn't have thought in a career um it, it's hard for me to look at that and say well this is tif- this is tricky this this could be tricky you know, look at the other half of the draw. There's all sorts of possibilities um, and difficulties for for Alcaraz, but Djokovic. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's going to beat him in that bottom half of the draw. No, it does look very favourable to him. He did mark his return to America with a win in Cincinnati in that epic match against Carlos Alcaraz, which was a big marker for him. And he's now making his return to the US Open, and he has been given the easiest of possible draws. We're going to break down this show. What we're going to do here. We're going to look at each quarter, break down the quarters, look at who potentially can get through to semi-finalists. And then at the end of the show, Sean is going to give you his picks. But before we do that, Sean, I'm going to give you some outright markets. Uh, I looked at the weather forecast today. I've been looking at it all week, 78, 75, nice, nice 80 degrees, sunny, packing all my, sh- my swimming trunks, my shorts. I've looked today, thunder swimming and trunks. Where are, you, where are you going? Swimming pool where I'm today. Of course, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't worry about that rooftop swimming pool. You'll be seeing all the you'll be seeing all the pictures on the Instagram. Don't even get food from. at my hotel. Let alone we don't get food. I don't get <laughs> food. You got to buy the food around the pool. And there's a pool. Yeah, pool rooftop pool. But okay. um, I've, I've I've been working out and everything, getting the old Have abs you? ready. No, um, but 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 I've got the swimming trunks. It's thunder and lightning. Thunder okay, and lightning well, all day Tuesday. Rain on Wednesday. What's going on? It, it does look unsettled out that, you know, if you were going to ask me about the weather and the conditions and that, which I'd, you probably will in a minute. Yeah. The weather does look unsettled, but you never know, do you? when it's just thunderstorms, that, that is, that is one way I just think maybe, maybe not. Cause it's very localized that it could, it could miss the area completely. Um, in which case it's fine. Obviously if it, it hits the area, then you've got quite a bit of heavy rain to contend with. So it's, it's kind of pot look there really. But um, the good news is from when, when I'm there, it looks quite nice. So that makes but, a change, doesn't it? Well, normally, that does make a change. When I get there, it's normally <laughs> straight on with the with the, the the wet coats and all the rest of it, raincoats. Um, but it looks all right for, for when I'm there, which is great. I'm I'm worried about the flight, thirty five three thousand feet with lightning bolts coming through you. I'm not. I don't like. I don't like flying. The best of times, you know that. Do you not? I mean, I, it doesn't bother me really. Um, there's nothing you can do about that. Just 
you know, you'd be fine. Don't worry. Did, did I tell you my mum, my mum and dad? They know, I, I like. You said to me the other day, like you know, I have to have a couple of drinks just to get on the airplane. I do get very nervous. I, I, when I'm when I'm cruising at the level, I like it. But the rickety little flights you're going on, I don't, I don't like them. But I like the big ones, you know. Go obviously going with British Airways there would be nice, nice big plane. Or if we go to, to Dubai, the plane is superb. I love the gliders and all that. But I don't like it, especially the idea of coming down into New Manhattan with thunder and lightning. I do not like that. My mum and dad, look at this. They for my fiftieth birthday, they yeah. decided to buy me like going loop the loop on on air, like airplanes. What's that? I can't really see that from the it's, camera. It's, what a, it? it's an it's a it's a light aircraft experience. Where you oh, go God. doing acrobatics? I said, is that what? is that a wind up then? Just no, kinda... it's not. They thought that would be a nice present for me. Have you never mentioned to them that you're not particularly keen well, on see, flying? They, they must see me going abroad to walk for Bet Rivers and working. I think to myself, I'll tell you what we do. We, we'll give him a loop the loop lessons. See, this is, wanna... this is the, this is the problem. You've obviously never told them. No, that you're, you're a little bit, you know, a bit of a nervous flyer. See, that, that's this is what you get for being all brazen. You see, now that now they've 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 just assumed that you love flying and they're giving you all that. When are you doing it? I put it off twice. <laughs> I think I'm doing it September the 22nd. But Make my a note thought is, diaries, everybody. There should be an interest in uh, what happens if Instagram something happens, happens to him up there? We've been doing the loop, the loop. If they, how am I going to bring the plane down? I think I'm not. Right. Um, I, think you, I think you worry too much about this. I like my feet firmly on the ground. I don't want to be up there. Nice present. Nice present for me. A nice meal. Bottle of wine. Nice bit of music. Perfect. Everyone loop knows what lessons. to get you now for your next birthday. Yeah, loop the loop lessons around the southern England is not really what I would want to do. It's, anyway, I've that's, that's one of my fears now. I'm getting all anxious. I'm worried about, <laughs> about that loop loop. Let's get on to the most important thing. Let's have a look at the uh, the US Open men's singles final uh, draw. The bracket is out. The first bracket draw, and obviously Carlos Alcaraz has been given a tough draw, as we said there at the top of the show. The top half is absolutely stacked compared to the bottom half of the draw. We look at quarter one here now. Look at this. Carlos Alcaraz um, should get through to the quarter for, uh, last 16 pretty easy. We probably could face Cam Norrie or we could place, I don't know, Grigsmore or Artur Fields or one of those players. Uh, but then you've got a last 16 battle between Zverev and Sinner, which is going to be increasing. And the winner plays Alcaraz. So for Zverev and Sinner, this has been a nightmare draw. Alcaraz itself is not going to be a draw, but he's going to be a favourite for those matches. But for, for Yannick Sinner and, and, and Zverev, we spoke about Zverev at 33-1 to 1 to be potentially someone who we might have thought if we had a free bet, one of the questions we were asked before was a free bet. But if you took that free bet now, you can get 40-1 to 1 with Bet Rivers. But before we go on to that, let's have a look at the outright markets. Um, Novak Djokovic, he's the favourite, as we would expect, plus 124. Carlos Alcaraz is now out to plus 170. Uh, Dylan Medvedev is 10 to 1. Yannick Sinner, 14 to 1. Stefano Sitsipas is 33 to 1. Alexander Zverev, who's in that quarter we've mentioned there, the first quarter, 40 to 1. Holger Rune in the easier bottom half, 40 to 1. Kasper Ruth, 66 to 1. You know, beaten finalist here before. Taylor Fritz, 66 to 1. Herbert Herkash is 80. Andre Rublev, 80. Francis Tiafo, who's going to be popular with the uh, American supporters. He always is. He's 8 to 1. Sebastian Corda, 100. And Tommy Paul, 150. So they are the top dozen or so in the betting. Uh, we mentioned that first quarter, Alcaraz. What do you look at that draw? What do you look at that section there and think to yourself, what, what's going to happen here? I mean, it's gonna, it looks as though we're going to a collision course between Alcaraz against Sinner or Zverev in the quarterfinals. But it's hard to make a case for anybody else, isn't it, in that, in that part of the draw? In Q1? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of decent players in here, you know. This isn't... This isn't a gimme. You know, Kopfer in the first round isn't a gimme. He should win it, Alcaraz. You would expect him to win that. But 
that's not that's not a gimme. Kopfer's going to be you know difficult to beat. I wouldn't be surprised if that went you know, slightly over. Um, you've got some players in here that have done really well recently on the hard course. Dan Evans won Washington um, uh, DC Grigspor. Uh, obviously got to the final of that that tournament as well. Uh, he's been playing well. Arto Fis, um, you know, Cam Norrie uh, is is not in the greatest of form. He wouldn't perhaps expect it, but he has he's got a decent record against Alcaraz. He's beaten him a few times. Norrie, it's possible that Norrie could come back to form and and maybe challenge him. Um, Zverev in there, obviously as well. Um, Dimitrov, uh, Vavrinka has been playing really really well lately. Possibility uh, for doing something. You wouldn't have thought he'd go all the way, but you know, he might cause one or two upsets. Um, and obviously Sinner in there as well. I mean, that's that's you know that's not an, an easy and then Zverev as well. So it's, this is this is not an easy section for me for Alcaraz at all. Um, I, I'm I've taken Zverev here, but I, I, do you want me to come on to that now or should we? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. We're yeah, going to go I mean, through each. What we'll do is we'll go through the court. We we'll go through the quarters, and if you've got a bet in in, in a particular quarter, a play like state the bet, and if you've got a bet on the outright, state the outright, and we will just do a recap at the end. Okay, so for me, Zverev. I mean, he missed last year's U.S. Open due to that injury that he had but you know his record here is excellent he's won 11 of his last 13 matches here Alexander Zverev and the two that he lost were both five setters one of them to to Dominic team in a final that he should have won um in 2020 in the COVID year when it was um played behind closed doors and the other one was to Djokovic uh in five sets in the semi-final in 2021 so his recent record here is is excellent he's going to enjoy coming back here for sure uh I looked at his stats here his service points won and return points won total in his career at the US Open is 105. And I've compared that with Alcaraz's record, um, because obviously they're in the same section. And Alcaraz is only one point better off at 106. Uh service points one, return points one total. And he's got an eleven and one win loss record. So there's there's very, very little between the two in terms of their uh, stats at, at, at the US Open. Um Zverev comes in, you know, in decent form, showed a very decent level in winning only six points fewer than Novak Djokovic in that um, in that match in Cincinnati the other week, he's also beaten Alcaraz three times out of five career meetings. So he's not he's not going to go into a meeting with Alcaraz should that be the be the case. Should that turn out to be the case, he's not going to fear um, Carlos Alcaraz. So in a market that does look that is heavily obviously dominated by Alcaraz and Djokovic, for me the forty to one on Zverev is is the sort of the standout viable alternative. I mean, if you're looking at Sinner, who obviously is in that section as well. I mean, I, I still, I'm still very, very unconvinced about his fitness. You know, he showed it yet again, didn't he, in um, Cincinnati, having won that title in Canada a couple of days later. He, he, you know, he, he lost to live, as I, as I suggested on this show, that he, he perhaps would. Um, and again, he was just, he didn't look at all fit, did he? And that's after a week. That's after seven days of tennis. You know, he still doesn't look like he can go all the way. You know, he might, he might end up beating Zverev and then. You know, not having the physicality that that that's a possibility, but the prices that they are, I'm I'm more than happy to take forever forty to one in this in this section. There is another reason, obviously, Alcaraz is the defending champion here. If you go back through the records, it's very rare that people defend their title at the US Open, and it's also a tournament where obviously people come in with a lot of injuries at the end of the campaign. The last person to defend their title here was Roger Federer in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. And when you consider. I hadn't realised that. That's a good. That's a yeah. good trend. Yeah. So it's when you consider some of the greats who won it, Nadal's won it, Djokovic has won it. Djokovic has never won back-to-back tournaments here. Um, he's beaten finalists. He's been beaten finalists. But there's been some decent winners here at the top of their game. Andy Murray, Medvedev, Medvedev. They've never ever defended it. 
So um, 2007, 2008, last time that anyone defended their men's singles title, and that was Roger Federer. So there is a case to be made to oppose Carlos Alcaraz, not only given the draw, but given the stats. And a lot of people... And his form. And his form. It wasn't... You know, he he did come here last year in in a similar sort of situation. He didn't play particularly well. well, He lost early in Canada. Um, I think he caught finals in Cincinnati. I think he got to. But didn't play particularly well. Ended up winning the tournament. Didn't play particularly well throughout the tournament. He's got sort of scratched his way through, didn't he? he? Didn't he wasn't he wasn't beating people comfortably? Um, you know, memorable match against Sinner that Sinner could have won. So you know, his 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 form hasn't been great. You know, Canada, Cincinnati. It, it is difficult, you know, when you win Wimbledon. You, you know, people just think, oh, he's he's going to contend. He's going to win all these majors, and yeah, he, he will probably as as time goes on. But you know, he's not going to win every single one. There's, there's some quality opposition. He's got a very, very difficult draw. We haven't even mentioned the second quarter, but, you know, form isn't great. Um, draw isn't great. So for me, I'm, I'm happy to take Threv. It's very, very difficult with these men's majors, isn't it? They, they tend to be won by one of the sort of one, two or three in the markets generally. Um, but the US Open is slightly different, but it has been won by one of the top six seeds every year. Um bar one, which was Marin Cilic in 2014, since Pete Sampras won it when he was seeded 17th in 2002. So one of the top six seeds does normally win it, but it's not always, you know, it's not always the number one or two seeds. We've had some quite decent price finalists here over the years as well, haven't we? Uh, 66 to one, Casper Ruud last year. Uh, Zverev himself was 28 to one when he made the final. Kevin Anderson, 150 to one um, in 2017. And the year before that, Stan Wawrinka won it as a 33 to one shot. So it's, it's had a bit more kind of unpredictability to it than than the sort of French and Wimbledon um, and even the Australian has, you know, in recent years. So it, it is the better of the slams, the best of the slams for me for that each way value. Yeah. And um, obviously players come in a little bit after long seasons. I, I think it's so hard. I always, my, I was always told when I started working in the betting industry, you want to be a, a bookie for the Aussie and the, uh, and the US and just want to be a better for the French and, uh, and Wimbledon. I think that's sort of probably about right, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nadal won the French every year, didn't he? He's, yeah. the, he's the only time I've I've had a reasonable bet on a, sh- a very short price outright was was Nadal at the French, because you could virtually guarantee he was he was either going to get to the almost certain to get to the final, wasn't he? He was probably going to win that, but I don't think this is this is necessarily the case with with Alcaraz here. No, definitely not. He's available at plus one seventy. We think that's probably a little bit on the short side. Where we to be both agree it's on the short side. The stats aren't looking good for him, and the draw hasn't been very good for him at all. Let's move on to the second quarter. And as you say, we haven't even mentioned the second quarter. And there's some talent in here. Daniel Medvedev, who's probably been had the best form on the hard courts coming into the tournament, or recently coming into the tournament. He he's the number three seed. He's in that second section as well. So he's also in the top half. We also have uh, Andrei Rublev, and it's, it's a very heavy Russian contingent in this quarter. Karin Kacharov is also in there. Let's see Alex Diminuar, who's played quite well in the build-up to uh, to the US Open. Herbert Hercash, Berrettini is in there as well. That match, the first-round match against Ugo Ember, Berrettini is probably one of the best first-round matches on the card. So there is some real quality in that Q2 as well, isn't there? There's possibilities, yeah. I mean, some of those you've mentioned. Um, Berrettini is a difficult one to judge, isn't he? Um, if he finds his old form, you know, he's he's a contender um, at this tournament. Obviously had a lot of injuries and stuff, but if he's back to his best, which, which you know, we weren't expecting him to do much at Wimbledon, and then he, he started playing pretty well there, didn't he? Um, hasn't really kicked on since. I'm not still not convinced that he's fully fit or fit enough to, to go the full distance in a major, but, you know, he could be. He, that, that little rest that he's had, that might that might help him. Um, 
I don't think it's a particularly great draw for Daniel Medvedev, this. I mean, he would have wanted, I'm sure, or I would have wanted if I'd have been a Medvedev backer, I would have wanted him to face Djokovic. I think he's got a much, much better chance of beating Djokovic than beating Alcaraz. I don't think it's, a, I've mentioned it many times, I don't think it's a good matchup for, for Medvedev, Carlos Alcaraz. Alcaraz knows how to beat Medvedev. Medvedev hasn't found any ways to counter it yet. Um, so Medvedev will be hoping that I'm right and and hoping that it's it's Zverev in the latter stages. Although Zverev beat Medvedev, didn't he, in Cincinnati in a not a particularly great match uh, in terms of quality. And he's not been playing well, Medvedev. You know, we, we we thought he might win, or I thought he might win Canada, where he's got a great record, but he was very, very poor against Diminor there. Really, really poor. One of the worst matches I've ever seen him play. And he's, he's not kicked on in Cincinnati. Previous years, he's, he's done really well in the US Open build-up, hasn't he? Um, won plenty of these tournaments before the US Open. It, on the plus side for him, he's got what looks like an absolute gimme in the first round against Attila Balaz, who's barely played due to injuries um, in, in recent years at all. He's, he's more of a clay court guy anyway. Um, but Purcell could be interesting in the, in the second round. If, if it's Purcell, that could be interesting. Purcell Medvedev, because Purcell has got the sort of game to trouble Medvedev. Uh, and he's been playing very, very well lately. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll be coming to the net as often as he can. The tactic will be obvious for him. That That's a that's a possibility. Um, uh, who else is in there? Borna Koric, who's playing Bayez in the first round. He's also playing him in Winston-Salem mm. later on today. So that's that's going to be a repeat. I'm not sure Koric is, is, is fit enough with that shoulder. I, I heard that he had a, a discussion about that shoulder at the end of his match yesterday in Winston-Salem. It's, I don't think he's fit enough to, to go the full distance. Dominor's been playing really, really well. He he could sneak through to the, to the latter stages. You know, his form's very, very good recently. Kashanov's in there as well, former semi-finalist here, always shows up well in, in recent times in, in majors. Another one that's had an injury problem, though, so it's, it's perhaps expecting a bit much of him. He hasn't played for, for quite some time, Kashanov. Um, I think the one that is kind of standing out for me, really, is, is her cash in this, in this section. You know, he's beaten Medvedev a few times before. Should have beaten Alcaraz. Shouldn't he in um, in Cincinnati had had match points also led not well yeah he had one match point didn't he he was also I think four one up in the tie break in that particular set he, as he tends to do he, he does he does struggle to get over the line he does get very very nervous when when he has the opportunity because he had opportunities against Djokovic at Wimbledon as well failed to take them um, but he's a, he's a player that that could certainly uh, do something in Q two if I was betting on the Q two win I haven't seen the the odds of Q two as a standalone um, just yet, but I think her cash would be, would be one of interest. Um, Rublev obviously as well is in there. He's gone deep at this tournament before. Uh, I prefer him in slower conditions. He hasn't had a particularly great sort of summer Rublev, but he's a possibility. So I, I'm not sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have Medvedev down as a cert for this, this Q2 by any means. I'd, I'd be looking at her cash if he's a decent price to win Q2. The Hercash to come through Q2, but there's quality everywhere you look in that top half of the draw in the top, in the first bracket, the second quarter, huge amount of players uh, with with potential to go deep in a tournament, and it's loaded. And so I think the the the, the tips here, the, the advice here is to Carlos Alcaraz betters um, be very careful, be very wary. I don't think it's going to be as e as easy as plus one seventy for him to win this tournament. The stats are against him, and that draw is certainly looking very hard. Let's move to the bottom half of the draw. Q3, 
Um, this one does seem a lot, lot easier than the top half of the draw, as we've spoken about. We have Kasper Rudd, the former um, finalist, last year's finalist, beaten finalist. Um, he's having a terrible year at the moment. I couldn't bet him with your money. Uh, Sebastian Corder, who well, I'm on at the moment, but I was quite pleased with the draw he was given, but uh, he's had to he retire. Know, he? He's had to retire, yeah. He's had to retire. Come that. He beat Gasquet in a crazy match last night. Um, it was and, crazy. I watched yeah. all that match. It was bizarre. Yeah, just weird match. He doesn't look uh, fit at all. Francis TFO obviously going to have huge support from the uh, from the American crowd. Tommy Paul in there. Davidovich Fakina could be anything. Holger Rune, you would turn around and say this could be his time. Uh, the draw could be could be favourable to him, but he's had fitness problems as well. So when you compare the quality in that Q1 and Q2, Q3, lots of decent players in there, but lots of big question marks about their fitness and their form coming into this match, this this tournament. Yeah, a lot of question marks. This. This is a tough one. I mean, Casper Rude would be a kind of a solid choice if you if you were if you were going to bet the quarter winner. I might, I can't imagine it'd be much value. Um, obviously, made the final here last year. Not ideal conditions for Casper Rude. He he had it sort of fitness problems as well. Uh, the match that he played, I think it was in Canada um, against uh, Purcell. I think it was. He 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 had a, a medical timeout as well. Uh, back back or hip problem. I think it was Casper Rude. Um, he always plays a lot of tennis on the clay. You know, how much has he got left in the tank for this stage of the season? You wouldn't have him as a natural hard quarter. He wouldn't be high up on my list of people who I would think are likely to win the US Open. Um, but he might he might just have a, a nice draw here because, you know, the obvious threat would be would be Seb Corder. For those that don't know, he he um, turned out, turned his ankle, didn't he, in the, in the Winston-Salem match against mm-hmm. Gasquet that was a, a peculiar affair. Um as we mentioned, Corda served for the match. He didn't even didn't didn't look anything close to convincing. I think he got broken to love. I think one of his serves barely made the net when he was when he was trying to serve that match out. Gasquet ended up four one up um, in the in the final ensuing final set tiebreak. Ended then he lost five points in a row, and then it just came it just came down to who would choke the least, and it it turned out to be Corda. Then he withdrew from his match against Leheka. That's probably a precaution. Mm. He might be okay. Um, I'd I'd be more worried about his his kind of the mental side for, from Corder. He he looks awful trying to serve out match. He's always I, bad. I, I couldn't get I can't get my head around that when the family is so sporting orientated and golfers. You would think that would be his strong point. No, he 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 looks terrified. And it, yeah. The, the 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 sort of the outbursts that he was doing. He was he was shouting and swearing and stuff, wasn't he? When he when he failed to serve that match out, and he. he He's not right mentally at the minute, Cord. I don't know whether there's something going on off the court that you know that we don't know about, or maybe he's struggling physically. Something's going on. He's, he doesn't seem able to to serve matches out. It doesn't seem likely that he's going to win a major at this at this point with that that weakness. Um, but if his ankle's okay, you know he's got a tough tough first round match against Fuksovic, a repeat of a match that he played in Winston Salem a couple of days ago. Um, if he's fit, he you could certainly see him beating Casper Ruud if if he's fit and if if he's you know right mentally so to speak. Um, TFO is another obvious threat. You know he's he's been a bit a little bit disappointing this hard court. Well, quite disappointing this hard court summer. You know won Stuttgart in quick conditions on the grass hasn't really done anything since then. Um, ran into a red hot Stan Vavrinka in Cincinnati. Vavrinka was brilliant that day. Absolute vintage Vavrinka. Who then, of course, lost to Purcell in the next round in straight sets. 
Um, very up and down these days, Stan, but he was really on the up that day. But TFO loves it here. You know, he comes you know, semi-final last year. wasn't wasn't a million miles away from beating um, Alcaraz. If he if he gets if he gets up for it again, which I'm sure he will, I think that you know the energy of New York, the energy of this tournament, the vibe. I think it really does suit Francis TFO. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if he got to the, the latter stages. He would be high up on my list of people who I think could win Q3. As would Tommy Paul. As well, if Tommy Paul's fit, he's been playing very well this hard court summer. Um, Dividich for Keen is also a contender, but <laughs> how do you how do you know what he's going to do? You know, it, it just throws away too many matches that he should win. And on occasions when things aren't going his way, he just he doesn't want to know. Like that match against Diminor when it got really really windy, and he just thought, "Wow, well, I can't do this." So he, he just he just jacked it in. So you wouldn't have him as a, a sort of major winner, really. Um, and Olgaroon is 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 a white, real wild card here because we don't know how he's going to be. If he suddenly recovered from this back injury that he's had since Wimbledon, you know he could be he could be a real contender. We might be looking at this in two weeks' time and saying you know Rune was the value, but he hasn't done anything since Wimbledon, and he hasn't been able to do anything because of this this lower back problem that he's had. Um, if you're back in Rune, you're probably getting a decent price, but you are taking a, a heck of a gamble on on his fitness. Yeah, Holgerun is available at 40 to 1. I think he would be the one I think who could come through that draw. And if I think it, he's the yeah. one. Yeah, and I think he's the one that we could have a rebase on. I think if he gets around two, round three, beats Lehecker, looks good. I think you could have a rebase. And some great first He's round in great form as well. Lehecker's in great form as well. And then, you know, into the yeah. final now of, of Winston Salem. There's some great first round matches there as well. Bublik against team, Davidovic Rikina Giron. Uh, we'll have that all preview to you tomorrow on Saturday. This is, we're recording this on Friday morning. So this is just the outright market. Look at the best bets with Bet Rivers on the men's singles draw. We will have the outright, the first round matches tomorrow on Saturday. So you have been plenty of time for Monday starts. So we look at the matches as well. So uh, that's an interesting one there. So TFO potentially if you come through to the semifinals, maybe Tommy Paul, but no real bet in that section. Yeah, I haven't seen the odds because we were recording this quite early. I don't think there's any odds on the quarter winners yet, are there? No, they'll so, be they'll be available tomorrow on the BetRivers website. We're just looking at the outright markets at the moment. Yeah, I mean, for me, the two I'd be looking at would well, the the three that look like they might be might be reasonable value: TFO, Paul, and as you say, Holgerun. We might well have a rebase on him. Just depends how his back is. Okay, let's move on to the bottom quarter now. Just just highlight how easy this is going to. We they potentially believe this is for Novak Djokovic, the plus one twenty four favorite. I can see Novak Djokovic starting off here at even money. I think at plus 124, I think it will tempt the big hitters in. I think the real mm. big players will come in and say, plus money, we've got to bet him. Round one, Alexandra Muller. Round two, potentially Zabata Morales. Uh, round three, Laszlo Jerry. Then in the or maybe last, Nakashima. Or yeah. Nakashima. Then then in the in the court in the last 16, you're looking at Felix Auger-Lessin potentially, or if you can get past McDonald. And Felix Auger-Lessin was in absolutely terrible form. And uh, then Taylor Fritz or Sitsabas. Um so the route he's been given is very, very easy compared to the, the, what we're talking about at the top half of the draw. But in that quarter, there's some potentially really good matchups. It's a pass against Eubanks, potentially in round three, a repeat of uh, the Wimbledon match they had there, the epic they had there where Eubanks come through. Eubanks is going to be hugely popular in the American crowd. They're going to be the new favourite there. You have Rossetti, who's always capable of it. Taylor Fritz up against Steve Johnson, an interesting all-American first round match as well. But apart from that, that's the rest of it, there's not really much is there to beat, really. But uh, I think Sitsipas, obviously, Fritz and Djokovic will dominate that quarter with Eubanks obviously going deep in the story if he can beat Sitsipas in round three. But uh, 
it's very hard to see anyone stopping Novak Djokovic, not only in that quarter, but to win this tournament. Well, certainly before the final. Yeah. Um, this this quarter, this Q4, I don't know what price Djokovic will be to win it, but I imagine it'd be seriously odds on. Uh, it, I can't I can't see him not winning it unless something peculiar happens, you know, like a like a a withdrawal or or an injury, um, or even disqualification, which has happened to him before. Uh, unless something peculiar like that happens, it's it's very difficult to to look at this draw, which I'm looking at now, and thinking, well, he's got a chance. Sitsipas, I, I I'm not I'm not completely convinced that he's going to beat Raonic in in the first round. If he does, it'll probably be just because Raonic can't physically manage to last a sort of long four or five sets. I can see Raonic causing him an awful lot of problems there. Um, you know, even if Sitsipas doesn't have a great record here, off the top of my head, I think he's five wins and five losses. At the US Open, he lost to Alahi Galan here, um, either last year or the year before. Sits a pass coming here in, in in no form at all. Hard court summer, well, he wouldn't lost Cabos, but you know, there wasn't much there that that he had to beat. Um, struggling, just you know, the return game of his just still it's it's nowhere near good enough to beat a Novak Djokovic in, in the sort of form that, that Djokovic is in. It would be very surprising for me if Sits a pass came through this quarter. Um, he might well get get to the latter stage to, to face Djokovic, but hard to see him beating Novak Djokovic, isn't it? Uh, the rest of the quarter, I'm not seeing anything here that could, unless Felix somehow suddenly finds his form from not, well, certainly not this season, last season, sort mm. of a year ago. Mm. Yeah. I, unless that happens, which is, is possible, you know, that, that's, that's, that could happen. doesn't seem likely at the moment, but it, it certainly could happen. Fritz, I don't think is, he doesn't have the game to beat Djokovic. I mean, Djokovic beat him comfortably, didn't he, the other week? Uh, I think he bageled him as well, didn't he, in one of the sets? Um, he certainly beat him pretty comfortably. I can't remember the score for the top of my head. But Jere, Serendolo, Massetti, Eubanks, I, I can't see anything other than Novak Djokovic to win this quarter. Yeah. Possibly, you know, the only, the only possible, as I say, if Felix suddenly finds his best form out of absolutely nowhere because he's looked as bad as he can be. You know, recently, um, it just looks it just looks Novak Djokovic all the way, really. Unless at his age, maybe an injury, but barring that, you gotta you gotta say Djokovic. I don't think the conditions will be hot enough. I think if it's hotter and and it really it could play the body. But I think the weather is cooler than last year and not as hot as it has been. I don't know. If, I don't. Know I mean, just a be. general injury, you know, because he's you know yeah. he is he is thirty six. He, he he makes a point quite regularly doesn't he that you know oh, i am 36 i'm i'm you know i've got this and that which oh, i don't like to talk about it but he says this quite a lot i think that's a lot of that is just to sort of take pressure off himself but it must be the case at his age that he must have some some issues here and there he's not going to be coming in here like a like a spring chicken at 36 but this is this is me trying to find a reason that he's not going to win this quarter and it's it's a kind of a tenuous one isn't it assuming he's fit he wins the quarter i think it's that simple so, no opposing Novak Djokovic in that quarter, but we do have some opposition on the outright market. And is it just the one pick you got for us on the outright market, Sean? Or you got a, is there a couple? You... At the moment, I've just got the one pick. As I say, I've not seen the quarter winners' prices yet. We can we can always come back to that yeah. um, potentially tomorrow if if there are prices. But um, for the moment, I'm, I'm quite happy to take that forty to one each way on um, Zverev. The obvious the obvious winner of the top half is Alcaraz, but as I say, not completely convinced that he's um he's going to do it and and the, the most viable in terms of value 
um, to oppose that with is is Verev. I think Sinner's too short. Medvedev, I can't see um, with the matchup against Alcaraz, and he's not in great form anyway. So it looks to me like Zverev is, is the best value with um, Bet Rivers at 40 to 1 each way. Remember, they're offering each way as well. So half the odds one, two. It's 20 to one for the German to make the final. He's been to the final here before. A brilliant record in New York. And at the value price of 40 to one. The draw might be difficult for him, but there is reasons to get with the German. And there are reasons to oppose Carlos Alcaraz. Got to be a very brave man to oppose Novak Djokovic, but also you have to be a very rich man to be betting him at plus 124. Uh, and I do expect that plus 124 to, to disappear. So uh, that's it from our outright. But we have a few other things before we go. Uh, we have uh, four ways to follow us on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. The first way you can do it is download this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. You can also follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter account at Because We Win. And please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Betting Weekly Studios. There is some brilliant content there. A great uh, Premier League show this weekend. We're on fire on that 50% ROI making a huge amount of money on that by following that. We have the, we have the Europe, European leagues as well, covered by our brilliant soccer handicappers. And you're going to get great content on that throughout the fortnight here in New York. Uh, myself and Sean will be back tomorrow looking at the men's matches in the first round. Rory Jawani, uh, myself, have recorded a preview on the WTA tournament, the women's tournament here at Flushing Meadow. And we'll also have some first round picks there as well. I'll be in New York from Tuesday in the rain. And uh, <laughs> Sean will be in there on the weekend in the sunshine. Before we go, Sean, we do have some questions. I did ask if anybody had any questions and I've been actually inundated with questions. So thank you very much for your questions. I've okay. got some I've got some questions, and it's not, you know, and it's not, uh, no, nothing, nothing bad. Nothing. These are nice. These are very nice, very interesting questions. So the first one is to you, Sean. It said, "What rules? What rule change would Sean create or change to make tennis better?" So, what is there any rule change that you would create or change to make tennis better? Better in what way? Better for punters, or just better for people to watch? Well, I think I think it can be interpreted any way you want it to be interpreted whichever way you think I, I i personally think that tennis should be um i think the tie break should be shorter i do but my my opinion shorter what do you mean like first to five or something yeah i think i think sometimes we go into the matches are too long i think to get people into tennis i think you should shorten down a little bit and i think you may i think maybe do without a tie break in a, uh, a best of three set match because I think a lot of people go to tennis matches and they start off and this is great. And it's from my experience, then they just go to the bar, not interested in going. I think if you shorten them down, all formats of sport and cricket, for example, have done the 2020 format. I think if you can shorten it down in lesser tournaments, maybe not the majors, but in, in best of three sets, I think if you do it done over the tie break, you might, you might just one game, whoever wins it may be a bit different, but uh, I would make the, try to make the format a little bit shorter to keep the interest higher. Yeah, possible. I mean, if you if, if you're talking about what annoys me about, oh, about the, no, no. we could we could be here for quite some time. I think the main the main rule that a lot of people have a have a problem with is is the med, is the medical timeouts and the bathroom breaks. That mm. that is something that they've failed to sort out. It's still it's still used mainly tactically, isn't it? By people, um, you know. Or suddenly got this, you know, sort of five all in the final set just before your opponent serves. Suddenly got a got to take an off court medical timeout for you know for five minutes. I've all, I've said this before. If if you are going to take a medical timeout, there should be some sort of penalty for taking it. Like uh, this is just off the top of my head, but like say you you lost 
say you, you conceded a game. If you want to take a medical time out, okay, go take it. But you've 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 had to forfeit a game. I think that would cut out a lot of these needless medical timeouts, these, these bathroom breaks, and the towels. What, what I blame Greg Rosetsky for this 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 business about the towels. Why did why did you haven't sweated? I've I've seen people being aced by John Isner or someone, then going to get a towel. What what have you been doing in, in the last thirty seconds that's that suddenly made you sweat? You haven't even touched the ball. The towel that's that should just be at changeovers. You know, if if you really, really, really are sweating, then go to your chair, quickly towel off, come back. Don't don't be toweling after every after every five seconds. That's just a nervous thing. Rosetsky started that, and it's it's horrible. But th- those are the those are the two things that that really kind of need changing. The bathroom breaks and the injury breaks. That's been something they've sort of tried to sort out, but people still use it tactically, and it's 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 quite blatantly needs fixing. So there you go. That's the Sean's answer. There. We've got we've got a couple more. Uh, I'm going to keep these. Uh, we've, we've keep from over. We've got, we've got quite that. That question was from Adam Monday. Adam's also asked you a question, Sean. Have you has Sean ever seen any courtsiders at any events? Um, not personally. I mean, I know I know they're there um, at, at certain events. That, that's kind of a given. But you know, I think they're very very discreet about it. They don't. They don't. Um, also, they, here. it's not obvious. <laughs> yeah, they're not. It's. I think it's. It's also quite difficult to do now in terms of. You know, you'd have to have a ultra fast internet connection, and it's. It, it's. It's very difficult to do. I haven't personally seen it. I know it exists. We I can't get an Instagram post from you for, for now. How are we going to get? You can call side. That's another thing. If we're going on about stuff that annoys me, in Indian Wells, that was Indian Wells, wasn't it? I could not get. I couldn't even get a photo through. How do they courtside with? I mean, you, we can't get reception anywhere in these courts. Depends where you are. I mean, I, I, maybe they. I'm, I'm guessing if they tried it at Indian Wells, they'd, they'd end up quite poor because, you know, the connection was was really really bad there. Um, I haven't personally encountered any. If, if the question is, have I seen them and spoken to them and, and whatever, the answer is no. I haven't. I haven't personally seen any. No. And I'll give you the final question. We hold some of these over uh, for the tournament as we go. If you've got any more questions, get them in. What event is your ideal to go to? The events you've been to, what is your favourite event, Sean? The ones that I've been to or the ones that I'd like to go to? or well, just which ones would you like to go to and which ones have you been to? Which ones do you say I'll return there? Um, I, I like Indian Wells. I love I love US Open, but this this is the first time I've actually been to the US Open since, since 2008, that stat that you mentioned earlier, actually, about Federer being the last one to defend the title. That, that was 2008. That was the last time I was there, so it was you know, a, good, a good 15 years, but I just haven't had the chance to go until um, until this year. Um, the ones that I tend to like are, are the ones where it's <laughs> I've got a very specific list of requirements. Um, not too many, pe- not too many people. Um, <laughs> was just, I, that was that was certainly number I one. I don't mind the US Open because it's 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 a very different vibe. There's a lot of energy there, and it's 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 a different kind of feeling. Um, and some of these tournaments, particularly Wimbledon, when you you sat there. And it's, and, you, you, and and the queens when you kind of crammed into those tiny little seats and everyone's you know oh, it's, that's horrible, a lot of lot of space, um or a decent amount of space, nice bit of sun, um Indian Wells is great you know um I would lo- I would like to go do the Los Cabos and um, Acapulco double now that that's their back to back tournaments next year but that's I think that's a bit I'm never going to get the uh, the time away from home for that I don't think. Um, certainly not in the next couple of years anyway. Um, but yeah, any anywhere by the sea, somewhere by the seaside, you know, like Borstad by the sea. I've not been there yet. Um, 
yeah, somewhere somewhere near a beach. Umag, I think, would be a yeah. really, really good one to do. Um, I have another chance to do that. Maybe maybe I'll have the chance to do that in this this next year coming, 2024. Um, yeah, those are the sort of tournaments that I like to go to, yeah. My two favourites last year were Dubai. I like Dubai anyway. So I like I love Dubai. I like the I'm I like not the little, keen on Dubai. I'm not but I like the little Irish sold on it. center that the town they had in. I thought it was quite nice. It was got a nice good female. I like Dubai and the weather was great. I love Dubai. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big Dubai fan. Too pricey and, for me. And the second one, well, the second one was there, Mon- the second one was Monte Carlo. Uh, Monte Again, Carlo was just, yeah. was just, just sensational. The, the the scenery and actually you know, been watching that tennis that tournament over the years and being there watching it that was amazing and for was me it, next, it was packed wasn't it wasn't it quite busy it was busy it was busy i wouldn't like it would i i don't know i think you, you wouldn't like paying you wouldn't like paying for lunch there you wouldn't like I mean, you <laughs> take your sandwiches in i, I can guarantee you that you're gonna be you're gonna be very happy about that i think but, i'd be uh, moaning i've seen the beer prices by the way for the us Open. somebody posted it on twitter 20 dollars it's just it's just shy of 20 dollars i think for uh, um for it was 18 dollars for a can of heineken last year yeah, it's, it's it's roughly that sort of price, yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, I wasn't drinking many uh, Heineken's in the game. I think it was about $6 for a bottle of water, I think. I Something like that. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be an issue with the water that um, I will encounter at the tournament. That's that's normally what happens. They normally anyway, stop me from taking bottles in, etc. But They are happy. your question. Sorry, Sean, go on. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, sorry, <laughs> mate. I'm about done. <laughs> load about unload a bit of fury about water i just one little bit of housekeeping bet rivers are offering a, a special at the us open uh, it's a daily special on the main draw you get a 50 percent match bet up to 25 dollars on a live wager each day of the us open so if you bet in play of 25 dollars up to 25 dollars you get 50 percent matched uh for a future use in the tournament which is a nice offer that'll be running throughout the tournament as well so a little bit of housekeeping there so sean i'll talk to you tomorrow Enjoy the day. Yes, uh, the you. bet for us is very each way at a very nice 40 to 1. Fade on Alcaraz, but Novak Djokovic is the man to beat. The draw has been great. Um, you have good luck with your bets, uh, and we'll speak to you all again tomorrow. Take care.